0: Yes, welcome back everyone. I know i 'm um, actually on time today uh, definitely uh, a blessed Friday to you all as we continue on with the book of Genesis. Uh, may this word go well with you as there 's a lot to go over today, so why don 't we uh, why don 't we begin with a word of prayer, uh, dear Father Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. May this word continue uh, to lead us to your to your peace, knowing full well that through all things you deliver us uh, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May this word dwell within us richly as we uh, are rooted in your word uh, so that uh, through all things, Lord, our hope um, is in you and your promises and, and your grace. Bless us this day. Bless us in your redemption. And, Lord, uh, thank you for this day for all that you give. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, so Genesis 8, 1 to 19. Genesis, are you guys ready? Genesis 8, 1 to 19. Why don't we kick in together? If you have your Bibles out, uh, please uh, open them uh, to Genesis chapter 8, 1 to 19, and let's, uh, let's kick in. You guys ready? Yeah? Give me a thumbs up. I know I'm trying to be interactive here, because there's quite a few of you online with me live, but uh, i 'll imagine you giving me a thumbs up. Let us begin. but God remembered Noah and all the beasts and the livestock that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. right Thank you, thank you scribbled thank you i 'm um, again when I 'm here on the phone doing a live recording. Sometimes I don't see it. Thank you, cafe. Thank you. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. That's right. Uh, here we see God remembering Noah. Now, God remembering Noah is not just a memory memory um, <clears throat> reference, uh, but rather he is remembering, that is, he remembers his, what is it? His, his promise. That our Lord remembers that, that promises of mercy, grace, Deliverance, you know, in the Old Testament, as you uh, look, let's say, through the Book of Exodus, chapter two. God heard the gro- God heard their groaning, and God remembered His covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. He remembers His covenant. He rem- remembers His 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 promise that uh, that by His very word He would deliver them, and and this is the promise that He gives to Noah, right. And God remembers His promises. And and this should be a great comfort to you um, because, well, uh, when when you are living in this life of faith, uh, you very well know that our faith is all about His promises. And and God um, always remembers His promises and He delivers what He has promised. And there we have great certainty and assurance that like Noah's flood, and through all the things that were happening, God never forsook Noah, God never forgot Noah, uh, but rather, uh, for Noah, he would deliver his promises. That's very important, right? When we talk about the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation through the body and blood of Jesus Christ, we very well know that God keeps his promises, right? <clears throat> and that in his promises, uh, we, we have his grace, his mercy, and ultimately our deliverance from death to life. Just like Noah, from through the passage of water, corresponding to Noah's flood, baptism now saves you. Through that very water, Noah is given this new life, right? And uh, here we see in verse 1, if you look at it, God made a wind, the ruach, blow over the earth, and the water subsided, right? So when we talk about the wind, uh, pneuma, uh, uh, air, but also how's it translated spirit right when we look at genesis 1 verse 2 if you have that out just kind of zip back there uh, a couple uh, a couple verses or a couple pages here it says what does it say genesis 1 verse 2 the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of god was Hovering over the face of the waters, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The wind, the air, the spirit, the ruach. Right. This is uh, uh, how, from Genesis one two, now to Genesis eight, we see the wind again blowing over the earth and the water subsiding, signaling what from the from the beginning of creation to the flood and now the new renewal of this. God keeping his promises and this uh, new uh, restoration of the land, of humanity. Right? Again, this is all the work of God and his promise. Um, God remembers Noah. And though, if you can imagine being on that boat for that long, uh, you would think uh, that he would seem to be alone, but God would always remember him, and he always remembers you as well. How do you know? How do you know that God is with you? Because Jesus says so in Matthew 28, 20, 28 20, I will be with you until the end of the age, right? Okay, so what a great blessed assurance this is, friends, for Noah and for you, God keeps his promises, God remembers you, and, and, and that is uh, indeed uh, the truth, right? Okay, verse 2 and 3, as we continue. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. Okay, so again, you know, when we see right here, who is doing the work? The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. This is of the passive form right? This is not what uh, man was doing, but rather what God was doing for man. And the waters receded from the earth continually. Again, um, uh, this picture of the passive as God was doing the work. Now, what is the importance of this, right? And again, who is doing the work? All the way since the beginning of creation, now to Noah, build this boat, 120 years, the floods would come, and there God would continue to do the work, delivering Noah, eight souls in all, along with the animals, two by two. And there, throughout all the flood narrative, from the beginning to the end, God is continuing to do the work. Very, very important, right? The question is, why doesn't he talk about maybe evaporation or some natural phenomenon that, that would uh, uh, have this water recede? Number one, this water was a lot of water, right, over all the land. But number two, it, it, it is all by God's work. Everything from the wrath to his grace, everything is in control uh that god is in control and that he is he is working all things and that's the key point this wasn't just like let's wait it out and the waters will subside no god was actually making the waters subside god made the waters stop right god uh continued to provide uh, and lead noah and and his family on this very ark all by his very grace so again, you know, we we have to see this whole picture, and you know, I think there's a lot of application here. Uh, you know, in, in the as we call it, the prisoner of the moment, right? As we live in the prisoner in, in that moment of time, it's easy to do what? Forget what what the promises of God are in our sinful flesh. You know, this was a trial, a a a, a time of trial for Noah and his family. Um, yet. The Lord uh, continued to grant them faith as they endured this time, right? And the Lord worked. Heavens were, uh, the fountains in the heavens were passively closed, that this water uh, uh, would, would stop. And there, uh, the waters would continue to, to recede. We see in 4 to 5, And in the seventh month, in the, on the seventh day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat, And the waters continued to abate until the 10th month, in the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So there, uh, the waters, the boat, uh, would would soon rest upon this mountain, and uh, there uh, we would see the waters continue to recede. Eret was one of the highest mountains of the land, which we know uh, as today in modern Turkey. Uh, that this was one of the highest mountains in the land, and therefore, uh, because of it, uh, there by the Lord's uh, uh, will, uh, by his guidance, uh, there they would be landing on the Mount Ararat, right? Okay. Uh, Verse 6 to 7 here, if you could follow along with me, if you could read that with me. It reads, At the end of the forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark he had made and sent forth a raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from... The earth. All right. So again, uh, when we talk about the raven, uh, it's, you know, Noah wasn't a sailor. Right. He wasn't a mariner. Uh, And this was, um, you know, this was kind of his nautical expertise was to send out this messenger, this bird. And this raven, at the end of the day, as we described it, it really, this raven really didn't do anything in a sense where he was simply going to and fro, and there was no indication on anything that he was sending a message to, just like the dove we'll talk about soon, which is very important. But the raven was just kind of a, well, he was going to and fro, as it says right there. And, um, yeah, yeah really didn't help Noah in respect to if there was dry land or not. Um, Interestingly, though, I mean, at the end of the day, as we look at 15 to 17 later, um, this discovery or this attempt to discover if there is dry land, at the end of the day, it is God who speaks to Noah and tells him what? Tells him this is the time to go, Right. Uh, um, and it it is by God speaking to Noah that he follows his command, and there he would uh, depart the ark, right? But again, you know, the key point here is this, is that this is all by the work of God. God told Noah to build the boat. God said to Noah that in seven days, there would be a flood, and in that flood, over spanning over a year, uh, there Noah uh through all things would would trust in the word of god and there by the power of god the the heavens and, and the fountains would close right the waters and, and and by the word of god uh the waters would recede right so again the the key point here is uh there they would have that trust in the word of god so anyways So he sends out a raven. That attempt was futile. There was nothing uh, to be had there. But then in verse um, 8 and 9, he sends out a dove, the dove as messenger, right? Why don't we read that 10 to 12, Um, or sorry, um, 8 to 9, sorry. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground, but the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the water were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and brought her into the ark with him. So the first time he sent out a dove, uh, she the dove came back. Right, still there was no dry land, and and uh, you know Luther um, on this in terms of the dove and that theme of the dove, uh, very. Very interesting insight, and i 'm going to read this for you so um, so bear with me from Luther himself. Moses relates that the dove did not fly to and fro about the ark like the raven, but she was sent out, and when she did not find a place, she returned to the ark and was caught by Noah. This dove is a figure of the holy prophets who were indeed sent to teach the people, but the flood, that is the era of the law had not yet come to an end. Although David, Elijah, and Isaiah were nevertheless sent to be messengers of the end of the flood, even though it had not yet ended, after they had performed their mission, they returned to the ark, that is, they were justified and saved without the law, but through faith in the blessed seed, in whom they believed and for whom whom they were waiting. So, Interesting, you know, dove as messenger, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But the dove, you know, what do we see in Jesus' baptism? That the Holy Spirit descended bodily like a dove, right? That dove is a messenger. You know, when we talk about the dove as messenger and the Old Testament prophets, this is a very, and again, uh, this is a Luther. Uh, just looking at the Old Testament as a whole, kind of looking at this big picture of of messenger. But yes, uh, in the Old Testament, as they were looking forward to the Christ, it was in their time where they would go out, sent by God from the ark of his word. So think about that. From the ark of his word, they were uh, sent out to go out to the world to, to prophesy, to preach repentance, uh, to, to, to prepare them for what is to come, right? To turn them from their own wickedness and their own ways. And there, uh, before the fulfillment of Christ, there they would, in their lives, eventually come back to the ark of God's word, and there God would proceed, um, ultimately to give them the fulfillment of Christ, uh, the, the, the true prophet, priest, and king, Right? So just that picture of, of not only the Old Testament prophets, but even as we live in these last days, uh, yes, the Lord has spoken us through his Son, and as the church, today, uh, we continue as we await the last day on this boat in the midst of this dark world, there as we await the final return, God sends also out messengers uh, to preach his word and to give all the world the hope of Christ from the law to the gospel, Right? Uh, so the dove, okay, so g- going back to the um, the text here, and just the, I think Luther brought out that interesting point that I want to bring up because I think it's interesting to see how we look at the church today, you know, um, that, and, and even in the Old Testament, just prophets uh, being sent out um, um, uh, to, to, to preach this word, uh, but also until the end of time, how the Lord continues to send out uh, from the church the very word of God, Uh, that would prepare the way uh, for his final return and yes this is this is you know this picture of the ark you know this is where you are at right now on that very ark of god's word in the midst of the darkness of this world there you are um in his um in his refuge right but in that refuge there he continues to send that message out to all the world the message of the gospel anyways So the dove was sent out, and uh, it proved that, well, there was not dry land yet again. But verse 10 and 12 show us something else, right? Why don't we read that together? Uh, He waited another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove and she did not return to him anymore. So again, what did the dove what did she return with? The olive leaf. Now, this signals the new beginning. Right? The new start. I mean, olive, uh, you know, this this whole picture of olive leaves was very important for the land. I mean, it was a very important crop in itself. It was slow growing. It was needed uh, for the lamps. It was needed for many other resources of the land. Very important. uh, that olive oil, very important for the land. And, and again, this, this points to a new beginning, a new start, as the dove would bring back this leaf and say, aha, uh-huh, there is dry land. A- and here uh, she, this dove, has it in her mouth, right? Returning it to Noah and giving her, giving Noah the message that, again, not only is there dry land, but what? The Lord delivers that he remembers Noah and his promise and there in the olive leaf the floodgates of God' grace for Noah was like, aha, that's right. God does keep His promises, and He gives me uh, this olive leaf and shows me that there is a new beginning, a new start. Now, again, interesting point, though. But you know, where was Jesus before uh, he was to be betrayed? Where he says to the disciples, you know, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. Uh, and he prays, sweating uh, drops like blood. In great um, agony, uh, saying, Lord, let this cup pass over me, but if it is your will, let it be done, right? That was at the Mount of Olives, Gethsemane, right? So, when we talk about uh, new beginning, new start, fulfillment, Christ, what was to come? In his death and resurrection and resurrection. And we see right here, uh, clearly that when we talk about the Mount of Olives and the hope that, uh, this branch brings there to Jesus is that restoration, that hope that he would soon be rise. Let us go. The hour is at hand. It says right in the gospels. And there he would go to his very death and rise on the third day. And, and again, this is the picture of what restoration, Noah for wickedness after new beginning. Jesus bled, cross, empty tomb, shed, body for the forgiveness of our sins, eternal life, and salvation. This is hearkening on a new, uh, that salvation has come and has been fulfilled in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, so again, a very big picture of hope, right? But not just a random, just not just a leaf that the dove brings, but this really does bring out that God remembers his promise. And God delivers Noah and his family to this new creation. Ultimately, through this family line, of course, is the blessed seed, right? Jesus Christ. Okay, verse 13 to 14. All right, we're making good time. 13 to 14, in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked. And behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth had dried out. Again, being in the ark for over, the, over a whole year, 370 plus days, dry land had finally come from wrath to grace. You know, we can learn much about the dry ground because again, just like the olive branch, it does remind us that God does uh, deliver us from sin and death and the power of the devil. That God delivered Noah and his family to this dry ground that would be provided by the Lord. And again, I, I think when we look at the prisoner of the moment in time of the ark, um, and, and in a time of our lives, let's say, in the, in the trials and the sufferings, even uh, through the valley of the shadow of death that we might go through, um, with all the temptations and attacks of the world, the flesh, and the devil... We always trust in the grace of God, knowing that He indeed does provide. He never forgets us. He remembers us, and He is with us until the end of the age. That He gives us the deliverance through all things, even when we do not understand what is truly going on in our life in a sense of the suffering that we are facing. We always go to the grace, and that is the suffering of Christ and what He has done as He willingly went. See, that's the thing. Mount of Olives says, rise, let us go. He wasn't surprised by this attack. He was ready for it. Rise, let us go. You know, again, uh, why is this important? Because when we look out through throughout all the will of God, He is in control, right? He is uh, uh, providing. He is even controlling the flood. He is also delivering them to His grace. And that is your peace, friends. Remember that. Through all things, uh, in your faith that is of Christ, Christ is that picture of what? Not just the picture, but actually the, the true reality that you have hope in what is eternal, what is enduring, and what gives you the forgiveness of your sins, right? And, and that is the picture of God's grace. That dry ground is, aha, uh-huh, God does deliver and he gives them this new start all by his promise. Now, how are they to proceed just like it began? book all this together, all by... That's not a bookend, but you know what I'm talking about. 15 to 17, why don't we read that together? Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you, bring out with you every living thing that is with you all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Again, what? that fruitful and multiply, what does that even mean, Right? I mean, again, this harkens back to what? You know, we talk about, uh, what what, what do we talk about here? We talked about the Holy Spirit. uh, 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 Where was it? Um, As the waters were being blown over, right? Here we see, again, this picture of be fruitful and multiply, this new start. We go back to creation in Genesis chapter 1, be fruitful and multiply. Again, we hear this again, be fruitful and multiply, uh, a picture of how God is in that new beginning, new start, all by his grace, with Noah and his family, but the key right here also is what? That God speaks to Noah. God commands Noah, and there it's interesting with re- repetition, don't you see it? Uh, with uh, his family, his, his, his wife, sons, and their sons' wives, uh, with every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing, this is a reminder that God commands, and there in faith, Noah follows. That his faith trusts in the word of God, and there... Uh, by the word he follows, right? By the word he trusts and there he goes. And I think that's, this is very important motif throughout this whole narrative that we talk about today is because, you know, what we talk about this whole work, this wasn't Noah. Noah doesn't speak, uh, th- throughout this text. It's all God speaking to him. Whatever God speaks, Noah does. This is a life of faith and he trusts in that very word, right? Even, just imagine that, even when 120 years building, one year in the ark, there were probably many moments where uh, there would probably be, what's it, anxious? I mean, all the world was in the water. Uh, everything was under the water except eight souls and all and these animals. I mean, just imagine that. Civilization was all on this ark. I can't imagine how, what's the word, how, how terrifying that could have been. But Noah continued in faith, trusting in the green light of God, saying green light, red light, green light, red light. Wait, 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 go. And God speaks, giving him that green light saying, now it is time to go. And there Noah would go. See, that's the thing, friends. You know, when we speak of the word of God, this is our, this is our guide. This is our light. This is what leads us in this life of faith. And through Noah, as we see his life up to this point, hundreds of years he's already lived, right? Um, we see how the word continue to lead him through all things, right? And that is why the word is so important for you. You and I both, as we close here today, very, I've got a teaching soon, so I've got to close here, but, uh, you and I both very well know that, uh, um, uh, w- what is it? Uh, that, uh, this word is so important. We look at Noah and we see the word, how important it is every step of the way. 450 feet? No, let's make it 250 feet. No, he followed God's word, right? Oh, no, I don't want to go on the boat. No, if he didn't, the flood would have overcome them too. But they went on the boat. And here, uh, uh, even when they were on this ark for that long of time, and, and for you can imagine, maybe this ark was a safe haven for them. Now, it must have been like a whole new world to get, go out of that ark, right? Even terrifying to a degree. But yet they still went. Because God speaks to Noah, God gives him the word. And for you too, you know this word. You're here after all with me, studying it right now. But you also know the spiritual temptations that are at hand, the spiritual attacks that says, well, the word isn't that important. You do you, right? Uh, you be you, people say. Uh, that truth is relative. That the scriptures, well, that's that's not really the truth, uh, the world would say. But for us, this is everything. You know, the study of God's word, hearing and receiving the word and sacrament, of the divine service. You know, faithfully listening to his word is not just a to-do list, but it's actually God working on you. God leading you by his word and, and giving you the guidance in this faith. To always uh, look at and trust in the one who perfected your faith, and that is the author, and that is Jesus Christ. As we continue to feed, feed, feed on this very word, there in this book of Noah, or this book of Genesis, uh, we very well know that's what Noah did. The righteous shall live by faith, and that is what Noah did. He, his faith trusted. Everyone has faith, friends, in something. Everyone clings to something. But our faith is unique because we cling to the work outside of ourselves. And that is our Lord and all that he gives in his blessings, namely Jesus Christ. Right. And that is the word that we need to hear time and time again, friends. I can't harp on you enough about this, wherever you are, however you're listening to this, because the Word is living and active. The Word, that is how the Holy Spirit works. Apostles' Creed, Article 3, right? We very well know. This is how the Holy Spirit keeps us in the true faith, by the very Word, enlightening us with His gifts, the Word and the Sacrament. This is how the, the Holy Spirit illumines our hearts and minds, the, the way to which we are to proceed, uh, you know, uh, by, by the Word of God, uh, because this is the very Word that delivers us, Right? Trust me, it's easy to let go of that. It's easy to follow the ways of the world. I know that for a fact for myself, right? Um, and anyways, uh, th- this is what we learned today. So, yes, why don't we stop there? Why don't we stop there? Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, you, Noah, you, you blessed Noah and delivered him through the flood and his family and all the animals. Lord, we thank you for your continued grace. That Though we deserve your eternal wrath, oh Lord, you deliver us. Uh, through the blessed seed, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bless us in this word, and grant us great comfort and peace, knowing that your word has set us free, and that, your, that this freedom is in Jesus Christ alone. Bless us and guide us this day. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. Uh, thank you for joining me today. I know that was a lot in a little time, but hopefully that went well with you and hopefully you got a lot of, out of this. If you missed a part, rewind, 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 read, read, read Genesis chapter 8 and really dwell upon, yeah, the Word does the work. It does. It does. And the Word gives you the peace and comfort that even through all the darkness, you, will, you have already the light of Christ, which is eternal life, forgiveness, and salvation. Go now in God's peace. Love you all, praying for you all. Have a blessed day. Enjoy this day in the name of the Lord. Until next time, Pastor Jung here, Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. Have a wonderful day. Love you all, praying for you all. Until next time, adios and goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.